Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, hello, everyone. We are back. Season 9 premiere. Um, We're back. Welcome back. I am one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan, and we have Veronica Dang here. Say hello, Veronica. Hey. And we're just waiting on Joe. And yeah, this is, I cannot believe we're in season nine. Holy shite. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me join in. Oh, we're happy to have you. Why don't we start off with you? What What did you do on the hiatus? Like, how how were things? Uh, things a little nutty. Um, it's not the happiest thing to start off with, but I, um, mm. so I have a couple of friends. They, well, family friends that have terminal cancer, mm-hmm. so I ended up I'm having sorry. to go on like this, like yeah, suddenly like taking a trip to the south. You, even though it's mm-hmm. like crazy COVID down there, um, to try to mm-hmm. make sure I see them before it's too late because every moment is precious. So mm-hmm. I was too late for one, but I was able to see the other. Oh, sorry. But, um, yeah. Mm. So get your screenings, and I wish we had better yeah. health care in the country, and I wish that COVID patients were taking up all the medical care needs so that people were like, cancer or other illnesses can get better treatment. <laughs> right, and that's what like we're seeing ridiculous. a trend in. We're seeing people going in and taking beds from cancer patients and other life-threatening patients simply because they don't want to wear a mask. Ridiculous. Or get vaccinated. Or get vaccinated, yes. But then, like, suddenly they care oh. about medicine and science when they're in the hospital and want treatment. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. That's when they start posting up about, oh, guys, I didn't believe it, but I believe it now. You should have believed it the whole time. Like, you saw people die. Yeah. Your neighbors are dying. We're not making this up. I mean, we're almost two years in here. Mm-hmm. Anything, like, happy happened <laughs> during the holidays? Well, is it happy? But so because I was in the South and Southern food is mm-hmm. delicious. I was comfort eating my way through, so I bought too oh, many things, nice. and I ate all this amazing food. Like, I miss shrimp and grits. You can't get that here. Mm. Yummy, um, yummy. I, I discovered cheer wine. Do you know about cheer wine? Have you had that? What, what's that? It's like, it's, it's, well, I like Dr. Pepper, so if you like Dr. Pepper, it's like an extra cherry Dr. Pepper. Oh, it's like okay. delicious okay. soda. They call it the nectar of North Carolina. I'm like, how did 
none of my North Carolina friends tell me about this. So anyways, I bought like a case of that to bring home. <laughs> nice. So good. Book any gigs? And then, Is there anything? Oh, I wish. I keep on coming really, really close. Like they'll check my availability mm-hmm. and they'll like, you know, suddenly put on like shortlist me, but nothing yet. So I'm like, uh, I just got to create my content. Yeah, so I just got to create my own content and, like, with you, mm-hmm. right? So I'm excited about uh, yeah. what we're working on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about what we're working on. Cool, cool. And then if you well, know that, any that rich benefactors, um, I could use some rich <laughs> benefactors to fund my uh, film projects. <laughs> well, I mean, Erica, Jane is about to be single. Maybe her husband can help. Oh, wait, not that kind <laughs> of rich. Okay, never mind. Sorry, 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 sorry. That one's for me. Um, no, he's probably going to jail, so I don't want. I don't want him. Um, no, that's. It sounds like you got a good balance. I mean, balance is good, right? Except one major. Yeah. I'm just grateful that you know, because we had really bad flooding from Hurricane Ida. But yeah. Luckily, my apartment did not get flooded, so I'm really, really grateful. Thank for that. goodness. Yeah, we definitely will have to get into that. Um, y'all heard Joe there. Joe, hello. Hi. Hello. Um, I'm just a fly on the wall we, right now, all right? I'm listening oh. I'm intently on what's going on. Uh, you're a very popular fly during the hiatus. I got so many messages like, how's Joe doing? We miss Joe. I'm like, okay, so first of all, it's mainly my show. Why don't you miss me? And secondly, <laughs> ew. Stop flirting with my friend through me. You guys are gross. So knock it off. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, they were asking you, so they, they really didn't have to miss you at the time. You just love when people, like, drool over you. That's what it is. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I actually, in all honesty, if it was in person, Joe would be all shy. He's not comfortable is, with being fair. fall fond all over. He's just like eh. <laughs> he, he gets yeah, really shy. I get really nervous when people approach I mean, me I don't. Like, when, I, when I do stand up or something and they're like they like talk to me about stuff and like how much they loved it. I'm like oh this is very uncomfortable. Yeah I'm complete opposite. I'm like keep it coming. Throw, I throw my own <laughs> like compliments in just to get them started. Um, <laughs> Joe we're just going over what we're, um, we're up to during the hiatus. Veronica went first. Now it's your turn. Let's uh, let's well, know what um, tell us all what you're doing or what you've been doing. So the hiatus was pretty low key. Um, I didn't really do much. I've continued to rehab my injured leg, which has gotten much better. So my limp is almost gone. I'm excited about that. Um, my stepdaughter is getting ready to start school. Actually, she just started school this this past week. A um, couple half mm-hmm. days, but now it's, now things are getting real. She's going to have to start paying attention and doing schoolwork and doing all the real stuff now. Uh, poor thing. Um, I know. And other than that, it's been relatively low-key. I've, I've tried to uh, – I did take a quick trip down to Newport just for a couple of days and, and hang out at the beach, which was – that was pleasant. No complaints there. And um, – that's really it. Really been been keeping it pretty quiet. Getting amped up to come back for the show. That's about it. Aw. I do have a big nice. trip to Vegas that's... next week for a conference, but that doesn't really count. 
It's so sad when he talks about these trips because it's like he's going to Vegas. He's going to like a place where you should have fun. He's like, yeah, it's for work. So it's like, guys, can you just like bring him to Paramus so he's not in Vegas and like missing out on everything that's Vegas? Um, somewhere like weird. I don't know, like Boise, Idaho. I don't know. Not Vegas. No. Poor guy. No, I will not be in Boise. No. <laughs> Why not Boise? Don't be hating on Boise. It's not hate. Just real talk right there. Nobody wants to be in Boise. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so, a lot has happened in the months that we, <laughs> we've not been on for me. Um Let's see. My car got hit in the front while it was parked, so that was awesome. I'm out of 500 bucks. Um, one of my friends who uh, – he was my first roommate in Boston. He actually um, took his own life a week after my car got hit. Um, well, I'm so I sorry to hear that. I didn't know that. Oh, that's awful. That's right. I didn't post about it. Um, I didn't even tell you about I was, like, having, like, Joe withdrawals, and I didn't even tell him about that. Um, sorry. Yeah. We talked about everything but that. I just... It was sad. I guess he he was bipolar, and he just couldn't take any... His dad did the same thing, like, eight years ago, and so he followed, and it was just... That was a weird week for me. Just a lot of weird stuff happened that week. Like, you know, like the car a week before, I kind of met someone, but I wasn't sure what was going on with him. And then that happened. And then I, like, had to get emotional in front of him, but I just met him. Like, it, yeah, it was a little weird. Um, yeah, I met someone, but I think... He's moving away. Dish, so. dish, dish. Dish I mean, on it. Yeah, Come I, on. I know. I want to hear about this. Okay. So I'm honest about stuff. You guys know I've, I've always been open and honest. So let's just say kind of didn't make it to my 10-year celibacy anniversary. Whoa. Woo! And I don't regret it, which is weird, but, yeah, oh, kind of a huge deal. Um, And I don't regret it, but at the same time, I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen there. But I'm back in the game. Wow. (laughs) Get your pandemic set. I know. I know. And the thing is, if you saw him, you guys would be like, really? Because he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He can cook anything. He and I click so much. He's younger than me by, like, 10 years, and he is shorter than me by, like, four inches. But I don't know. Yes. He's Wait, a good about guy. Boy, boy, nice. <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
I don't know. He's a good guy, though. That's the thing. But he is moving. And... Well, how far away? I don't know. Washington, D.C. That's not far. Yeah. What? Good girl. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I do like him, though. I think he's an amazing human being. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that was on the good side. Um, my work okay, went so, remote so, for another so month. Wait, what? I don't want to interrupt, but I'm, I am interrupting. So yes. we're talking about a 10-year streak almost ending, and that's I know. it. I don't this know, it. Joe. It just, what am I supposed to do? Like, I didn't even expect it. I was just like, huh, well, this situation comfortable in. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, how'd you meet? We met on a dating app, and I just thought he was really nice. And he has had experience with trans women, and he was respectful to this day. So it's been like a month. To this day, he's never sent me a nude, asked for a nude, been, like, overly sexual. Um, Yeah, he's just, like, cool. He's a cool dude. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. No wedding invitations will be sent out. Um, Not yet. No, just kidding. I'm still holding out for, you know, a couple of my... I also have a new celebrity crush who replaced Matt Damon after his unfortunateness. Um, His name is Jason Walsh. He's the owner of Rise Nation in L.A. and a couple of other places. So he's my new new number one crush. Um, So I'm holding out for him. Sorry. Just kidding. Um, are we done talking about my sex life? Can well, we move on now? No, not really. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, you keep saying you're holding out. You keep saying you're holding out, and I just feel like that's... Marriage. Mar- okay, first of all, <laughs> oh, 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 you are so lucky you were across the state, dude. You are so... And you know what? Right now, do you know who you are right now? You're Joseph. That's who you are. You oh. did that to yourself. Yeesh. You did that to yourself. What? You did it to yourself. So, and by the way, can you tell your sister not to come for me on Facebook? All right, because I don't appreciate it. I'm not appreciating uh, you right now. No. <laughs> I I I have zero control over that. I do not. Do, I'm just warning you. Do not mix it up with Kathy. Oh oh, she'll get it. She'll get it. I I don't even care. I'll take Kathy on. I forgot what Save the discussion was. We got, we got into it over something. It wasn't, like, serious. It wasn't serious. It was like, oh, crap, I can't even remember. But she got kind of lippy with me. What was it? I think it was a, about a movie. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, no, but... you didn't, Kathy. No, you did yeah. not. So, so we kind of got into it. Oh, don't, no, Kathy, you better control, control your sister. 
control. You I, there is no control. That's the point. I have zero control. I got nothing. Don't make me. Don't make me take out my braids to fight your sister. Cause I said, they're only crocheting. No, I don't telling you, just I run. I feel like I need details or context. Um, Kathy, she looks like one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Like when you, if you met her, you'd be like, oh my God, she seems so sweet. And then you talk to her and you're like, she's fucking feisty. She what is happened? feisty. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was. I'm trying to find it on Facebook. It was over a movie. I, I know I said it was great, and she was like, it was trash. And I was like, Kathy, don't. Just don't. But I don't remember what movie it was. Um, see, that's how the whole family is, though. At least James is I was going to say, I was like, there's another person in Joe's family that's opinionated? What? Mm. I know. It's yeah, shocking. Kathy, it's Kathy also shocking. Opinionated. James is the only one shocking. that is sweet and innocent. Um... James is very sweet, unlike his brother and sister. Whoa. Who are evil. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be offended if I had feelings. <laughs> wow. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I mean? This is what I've been putting up with all these years. He's just, guys, he may look cute. Oh, you think Joe's so cute? Oh, he's so sweet. He, eh? He's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, wow. Wow, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was hard. She really wants. Hard. She really wants people to stop asking her. <laughs> Constantly, you have no idea. I'm like, what? First of all, why aren't you going to him with this? Like, why are you coming to? Why are you in my inbox? And second of all, I mean, whatever. I, I, what am I gonna say to it? Oh, he's he's hot. Okay, you saw like a couple pictures. And you hear his voice. You think he's hot? Okay, whatever. I guess so. I don't know. Oh, speaking anyway. of which, that promo photo shirt that you made for the the show. Why is it like me and you are like the the promo uh, image you made for the show today? Yeah. So like yep. you picked them both for me and you, and then yep. Joe's like in a beanie. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because Joe doesn't take freaking pictures. He literally, I was looking forever to take a night, like, I was going to grab a nice picture. He is never in a picture by himself. And then if I tried to crop it, it wasn't coming out. It was coming out all blurry. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to get the the picture where he says, I like it moist on his shirt, and I'm going to fucking zoom in, and that's the picture he's getting. And that is his penance. Literally in the middle of the two of us, and we're like all glammed out. Yep, yep. I like moist. That's what it says on his shirt. I like it moist. That's what it says. I'm oddly okay with this. Yeah, he is. That's the funny part. He doesn't even care. Well, he did not care about that. He did. Veronica. He did not even blink an eye at it. He didn't even say, "Oh, why are they glamorous?" And I'm like in a beanie. He didn't even notice. The great part was that it was on care. Thanksgiving. Okay. So that's normal, Joe. Whatever. That's how I roll in front of family. That was on Thanksgiving. <sighs> is that a New England? You know what? Yes, it is. You don't even know what we look like in the winter, honey. In the winter, we walk around with Jesus sandals and socks. 
No joke. <laughs> no. Not even kidding. Not Joe, back me up. Um, so it's it's kind of a thing. <laughs> and not like regular tube socks though. Like wool socks. We're very fancy with our wool socks. So why yeah, can't you I, wear I, those I suits? Why do they have to be with sandals? Listen, we it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know why they do it. I certainly don't. But I don't Massachusetts I don't thing? Do I don't know. Yeah. I can't do Jesus sandals. They're weird. Anyway. I, I don't um, really do sandals at all. I do sandals. I, I, like, I like a good sandal in the summer, but mm, the Jesus sandal, not really my thing. Feet are gross. Agreed. Sometimes. Plus, I like shoes. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get into it. Um, we can start with Hurricane Ida. First off, can we rename it something else? Because my sweet grandmother was Ida Savannah, and I don't want a hurricane that caused 43 deaths in four states to be named after her. I'm, I'm like, offended by this storm name, first of all. Um, and, and Well, the next storm is called Larry. <laughs> okay, that's appropriate. That, you know what? I, I, I know a, a Larry, so he's quite the storm. So that's, that's appropriate. Um, where, are they, where do they get these storm names? Like, off topic, though. Where the hell do they get these storm names? Did you guys see my post about Storm, what was it, Hen, Hen, Henry? It's um, not Henry, it's like Henry. Henry. Henry, sorry. I think a weather person, like, had a, an ex-boyfriend or a one-night stand or a bad date, and his name was Henri, and she's like, well, fuck him. I'm going to name the next tornado after him. I think that's literally what happened. And I think that Ida was someone's, Evil grandmother was my sweet grandmother, and then they decided to name the storm after her, or maybe it was someone's evil mom or something. Where do they get these names from? I don't understand. No, I I don't get it. And and wait, hold on. Didn't don't they usually go in alphabetical order? Didn't they skip K? Shouldn't shouldn't K be the next door name, not L? I am so there was a there was there was a storm that began with K and I can't remember the name off the top of my head but there was one recently yeah they have like mini they have like mini storms yeah. uh, so anything that like the news like, anything that hits like uh, tropical I like, think depression level I think they name it uh-huh. well I don't approve of Ida I think that it should be renamed and I'm pissed about it so whatever. Um, I think we all have seen the New York subway video. That was horrific. Like, first of all, as a T rider, why the hell didn't they open the door? Because they have the ability to open some doors. Why didn't they stop before all of that and open a little early? And then it, when they got further, open the other door. Like, why did they just 
open at the flood. Like, I don't understand why they did that. I don't get it. Someone explain, please, because um, I don't get it. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. The ones I've seen, it's just, like, the whole station got flooded, not just the subway cars. It's mostly, like, on the platforms and... Cause it, was just, it was such a sudden thing. It just gets overwhelmed. Actually, even before I did, like, when it, any, like, really hard rain, there'll be, like, waterfalls mm-hmm. in the subway stations and, just, like, a lot of flooding and stuff. So the video I the saw... the systems are old. They never, never, like, they didn't spend money on the infrastructure to protect them. it, even though, like, they should have been doing this for years, especially after Hurricane mm-hmm. Sandy. So the video so, I saw, a subway came up there was, as it was coming up, there was part of the platform that was dry, but they came to the part that wasn't dry and then just opened all the doors at once. If you're in Boston T-Stop, there have been times when there was a train ahead or stuck for a second, and they would open the T-doors in the front and tell everybody to come to the front, and then they would move forward. Why didn't they just do that? I don't understand. I'm confused. Like, I don't get it. Whatever. I just feel bad. And like you said, um, they should have been prepared. Every, almost every tea stop in Boston has been redone or is being redone currently. So I'm sure this won't happen. But also, too, the rats that probably came up from that flooding. Ugh. God. Yeah, they said there were a lot um, of John rats. Joe, what were you going to say? Sorry, I interrupted. Um, I was just going to say that, you know, these types of of situations are obviously, I mean, if people can't tell, they're getting progressively worse anyway. Um, But New York is is really in a a precarious situation because of its its height above sea level or below sea level in certain parts of it. Mm -hmm. And rising, rising, um, ocean levels are, are really going to start playing some havoc with these coastal cities, and Boston's included. I mean, Boston's built on mm-hmm. a marsh. It's not, it's, not like, uh, it's not like the city itself was formed the way that it was, and much of the city is actually built on a marsh, and, and it's only a matter of time before some of these problems start really causing even more catastrophic damage to, to coastal cities like Boston, like New York, um, you know, I'm trying to think if there was another big one. Miami. Um, some of these cities are really going to start to see some big problems over the next few years. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Spend money on infrastructure because it's not like sexy or whatever politically. So, but it's ridiculous. We're going to be underwater very soon, a lot sooner than they were predicting. Yeah. And what about California? Just, like right I, near the water, like right on the water. Oof. Well, they got bigger Oof. problems with earthquakes, so you know eventually, you know the the, the claim is that the San Andreas Fault is going to split and they're going to fall off into the ocean, which is a little bit of an exaggeration, I think, to some degree. But that mm. you know there is the real risk of uh, a catastrophic earthquake affecting much of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy because we were having flooding on the east, and there's like the whole West Coast was like on fire. At the same time, yeah. right? It's so it's opposite. Use the water. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we? 
squelch the fires and just give them the water because <laughs> we don't want the fires. Um, crazy. It's just crazy. That's why climate change um, is real despite what people say. Thank you. And for us to not be in the climate change accords for that long, I think it did a lot of damage, to be honest with you. Um, I think it set us yeah, back. Whatever. I think it set us back. Uh, and then, so and did. Mm-hmm. Puts us, in a, puts us in a tough position, a tougher position than we were five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, we're not we're not in great shape anyway because of the amount of damage that's been done already. And trying to mm-hmm. recover from that is going to be really, really tough because of emerging economies just haven't been able to convert to more uh, sustainable types of of, of green uh, green business, green economy, green energy. They just haven't been able to do it as quickly as they need to. Mm-hmm. Speaking of irreparable damage to this country. I'm talking to you, Texas. Um, I, I, I'm literally floored by, and Joe talk about setting us back. Texas has, really, um, has approved what they call the heartbeat bill, meaning... Um, as soon as a heartbeat is detected in a woman, she cannot have an abortion. Typically, heartbeats are detected at, what, six weeks? And around that time, a woman finds out she's even pregnant. So basically, if she goes in for her first pregnancy test, and there's even the hint of a heartbeat, and she is now finding out that she's pregnant, she cannot have abortion in Texas at all. And people well, can sue abortion clinics $10,000 if they find out that they are performing abortion. Um, what so right, right now that, that, that whole civil suit thing is mm-hmm. where it's really going to create the most problems. Because yeah. once you start creating an opportunity for them to now take it out of uh, the, the criminal process, and turn it into a civil mm-hmm. suit, as we have already seen with the litigious society that we live in, people will sue for anything. And anything. now that you've offered that as, yeah, now you've offered that as an avenue to try to potentially restrict women's choice and how they're going to live their lives and what they have control of their own body by, by turning it into a civil dispute. I mean, mm-hmm. that is shocking to its core that they mm-hmm. somehow in their infinite wisdom feel that putting this in, in the hands of the courts to determine um, in a civil suit is, is somehow justifiable. It's disgusting. The only, the only exception they're making is if it's a medical emergency. So if the woman or the baby is at risk, or not baby at that point, the fetus, if the fetus or the mother is at risk for a medical emergency, Abortion is okay, is legal, but it makes no exception for if it's an incest or a rape situation. The, the men that did this are fucking idiots because now they're going to be married to Donna Lee cheating with Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue can go to court and take some of his and Donna Lee's money. 
This is the dumbest thing that these men could have done. I'm sorry. This is the dumbest thing. And and if he tries to deny it, guess what? There's a baby coming. We can get a DNA test. This is the literally the dumbest thing that they could have done. This I, I just I I can't even. The people that are saying voting, the cruelty of it, you know, yeah, the, the, like the like a you know, like a dad can rape their child and then make money off of it if the child mm-hmm. tried to get abortion. Like it's so crazy that to, to have but, bounty hunters for abortion. So I think we should regulate Viagra. Then, I mean, hello, it's only fair, right? You're trying to control women's reproductive organs. We might as well try to control yours. And there's way more money in Viagra. There's like billions of dollars in Viagra. I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but the point is not about women's rights. The point is men's control over women. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, Disgusting. it's It's like gross on such a weird level. Like these guys aren't thinking 10 steps ahead. The people that are crafting this bill have, I'm just going to say it, benefited from abortions in the past. You don't think Donald Trump has paid for abortions? Are you kidding me? And for him to sit, I'm not trying to bring him into it, but it's almost the same thing. These men have all, I guarantee you, they have all paid for an abortion for a woman that they were sleeping with on the side. And sadly, it's yeah, that's the point, right? Take, they said they're, white people with right. money can always be taken care of, but poor women of color are the ones that always suffer for this. And sadly, yeah, but it's going to have to take some teen girl in one of their families to get pregnant unwantedly for them to be like, oh, shit, we fucked up. No, I, I disagree. They, they, they're very, very aware of the consequences of this of of doing this. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a religious crusade and a and a misogynistic crusade towards towards women that has they have no fear of what those repercussions are going to look like because, like you said, a lot of those those people that are in these positions of power or have have advocated so strongly for it from a religious standpoint. They have been in the position where they've had abortions or they've paid for abortions mm-hmm. on their own. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is not a situation where they fear the repercussions of that because they know what the repercussions are. And it goes back to what Veronica just said. They don't have any fear because they have access themselves. They're not worried about what this bill is going to do to them because they can always go mm-hmm. elsewhere. They can go to a foreign country. They can fly. They can fly wherever they want. But for poor uh-huh. people of color, for people where that's mm-hmm. their only ability to access this type of care, that is absolutely critical for them. This is a dagger. And it sets a dangerous precedent on how, they're, how they have planned to erode Roe v. Wade, which is what they have said since Trump got elected. And the, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the ability to appoint three Supreme Court justices that can now impact those decisions on a much larger scale is it's as dastardly as you could imagine, but the real world implications for it are not going to affect those people that have money or that have, um, that have the ability to access these things, regardless of where they're being done. It's, it's going to affect the people that need it the most 
and that actually have to have access to it because they can't travel to where they can get it or they can't pay for those those services. Disgusting. Well, two things, though, which is hilarious. Um, they call it in the bill the fetal heartbeat. They don't call it the baby heartbeat. So they know exactly what they're doing, like you're saying. They know it's a fetus, not a baby. But they're saying, oh, this is for religious purposes. I'm pro-life. You know it's a fetus, though. You understand that it's a fetus, not a baby. So it's funny that their language is so specific. And number two, which is that I wanted to make, um, (laughs) I'm probably going to get some slack for this. Um, I just feel like, how do I want to word it? Um, I'm trying to behave. Um, How do I word it? I'm going to, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Let me, let me move on. Um, <laughs> any more points do, do you want to make with this one? Because it, it's kind of angering right now. Oh, I know. I have not been able to sleep because I think of all my friends, you know, like childbirth and being pregnant and being a woman. It's mm. sort of like a personal, emotional thing. And I, and I know women who've had miscarriages because it's very common. And they're mm-hmm. going to be punished, too, because miscarriages are classified medically as abortions, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, the baby does go through, they'll just bleed to death now. Like, or, you know, yep. if they... And it's so horrifying. And it just also bothers me, the hypocrisy of, like, oh, I care about life, but not after they're born. You know? Let's right. put our kids in school and get let them get COVID and die of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's well, ha- allow, you know, people have guns so that they can shoot the schools up, you know? Not provide health care for families, not do anything for them once they're born. It's, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. I just don't like, just like using religion to say that you care about life when it's clear that you don't. You exactly. just care about, like, your, you yeah. know, into, your supposed values I'm, and power. What was that, Joe? I was going to say, I'm, in, uh, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to find out how, the law of unintended consequences plays out in this situation. And what I mean by that is where do countersuits come in? Where do counterclaims come in for, let's say, compensatory um, damages or something? And, and let's say, for example, someone sues because, you know, you had an abortion or whatever the case is, or the abortion, they were suing because they were trying to get an abortion, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. What is going to be the, the the counterclaims that that result from these types of things? Like, um, is there going to be some type of um, you know uh, mental uh, you know mental health issues that result from having an abortion that someone can then counter sue against the person who impregnated them and who is suing them? Like, where where is this going to? Someone's going to creatively find a way to make this mm-hmm. a much stickier wicket than it already is, which I think is good. I think that's where we mm-hmm. need to be is, is, you know, can we, can we find a way to make this um, less desirable for people to try to do it? And I'm hoping that some really creative, crafty lawyer is going to be able to come up with ways to be able to do that. Cause I think that's, that's really the only way you're going to be able to fight this stuff, at least for the, mm-hmm. the, the indefinite future until the Supreme court flips again. So I'm going to say it, whatever. I don't care. Um, appointed three conservatives into the Supreme Court, they may have a puppet in um, 
Brett Kavanaugh. He may be a puppet. I'm going to say that. Let's just say it. We, Amy we ain't no fucking puppet. Debt. Right. But Amy ain't no puppet. She is actually, like, Trump literally wants her out <laughs> because she's not doing what she's told to do. She is a, a free-thinking conservative, and she goes by the letter of the law and history. So he thought he was putting a puppet in place. He thought he was getting another Brett. He's not gotten another Brett. So, I mean, yeah, she's a conservative. I don't even know. Who's the third person? I don't really hear too much about the third person that they appointed. Um, I can't think. But anyway. Um, Gorsuch, she's, right? She's, I don't know. Replaced with Scalia. Oh, uh, I never really hear much about that person. But no, Amy's no, but not. Amy Comedy Bear is very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, she's part of a, like a religious, yeah. like, you know, branch of religion that, like, they basically have handmaidens. So she's not going to keep Roe Wade Wade. But she hasn't shown it yet, which I'm happy. She hasn't well, they been did, dangerous because they, yet. They're, they're pretending that they didn't see this Texas law by letting it happen. Oh, that I didn't know. That I didn't you know. You know, it was like a shadow thing in the dark where they did let it lapse so that, you know, they wouldn't have to, like, say anything. You should read Stoudemire's dissent on it. It's pretty amazing. Mm, that That's actually really, really interesting reading, looking at it. The dissent is amazing. I have, to, I have to say, I'm pretty impressed that women, all women, trans women, um, non-trans women, all stood up for women's rights and men. Men of all kinds. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with that, and I know that I shouldn't be because that that's the right thing to do. But a lot of the times in the past, we've seen that the right thing to do isn't necessarily what everybody's done. So I'm surprised and happy that people are disgusted with this because they should be. Um, and I wasn't surprised when Joe was disgusted, though, I'll be honest, because Joe was very much a hipster in the fact that he he's he's hip with it. He knows what's going on. He has a sister that he's sensitive with and um, he's surrounded by women at home. So but I, I'm yeah. kind of shocked oh, by yeah. some of the other guys. <laughs> kind of shocked. What would you say? I said, oh, yeah, I'm surrounded at home. Actually, you're over. You're outnumbered, actually. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, why you're in close. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, he's no. Still but there not need to be more behavior. men because they keep on saying it's a women's issue. It's not just a women's issue because you know there was right. someone on the other end of it too. You know, so it's mm-hmm. and everybody's issue. A couple issue. of women have sided with this, so let's just keep that in mind too, which is crazy. But anyway. Um, I just want to make one one last point about this too, yeah, which is go ahead. which is that one of the one of the most basic arguments for the same you know religious right uh, conservative ideology you know rallying cry against getting a vaccine that is mm-hmm. clearly you know something that is beneficial and the science proves it like. One of the the biggest arguments is for autonomy of one's own body and for personal mm-hmm. freedoms, and the the irony of this decision itself, along mm-hmm. with all of the other things that come along with it, 
is that they are literally stripping that autonomy by putting this, turning this into some kind of civil issue. And it's mm-hmm. it bullshit on its face, but it, again, it just reveals the hypocrisy of mm-hmm. what these, these, you know, what these opinions really belie. And, and you talk about, you know, some of the Supreme court justices that have been put on there and, you know, uh, what Amy, whatever, Comey Baird or whatever her name is. Um, she's, She's uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing far more than the other two. Um, Brett Kavanaugh is obviously conservative enough that they, they felt he would be a great placement on the, on the Supreme Court. But at the end of the day, um, th- we're, we're talking about how those types of perspectives and those types of religious ideologies are now used to dictate what everyone will have to do mm-hmm. in their lives. And if I'm not a religious person and I don't believe mm-hmm. that life starts at a certain time, then why can't I advocate personally for myself? Why do I lose that autonomy? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a woman. I mean, we're talking about in general right. why this, you know, this this personal quest for free for personal freedom um, has turned into, you know, a, 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 a power grab. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that people are 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 blind to it when they're arguing it, and it will end up. I'm hoping it will end up biting people in the ass. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, the mask mandate is gone from Texas because it's their body, their choice. But when it comes to um, a father impregnating his daughter, he doesn't get blamed for raping his daughter, but she will get blamed if she tries to have an abortion. Think about that. Like, how is that even logical? Like, I, how is a father going to sue his own daughter in that situation? Mm-hmm. And he will, and he'll win in the state of Texas. Yep, that is got to get that ten thousand dollars. And then also during grand. that time, you know, in the middle of the night, other laws they pass is like making, um, like, guns even more mm-hmm. easily accessible. Like, like they have yep. open carry now. So, yeah, ridiculous. Just it, it's insane. Like. Move so uh, someone on Twitter was <laughs> suggesting this, and I kind of agree with it. I think we should start giving women guns in Texas. I mean, if they don't have them, they the should say, drop up. If they're not going to protect the women, they got to be able to protect themselves, right? Yep. It's like a different so, yeah. country over there. Like, uh, Well, the thing wow. is, there, I mean, like Florida's already working on a similar law as Texas. They're trying to do this all over the different states because they want to overturn Roe v. Wade. A lot of states are doing it, yeah. It's just, it's, that's, and that's been the tactic they've been using for the past couple of years is trying to pass yep. these laws. And now they have the ability to actually enact this as policy and as, as practice and as law across the country because they have the, the majority on the Supreme Court. And Roberts has no ability to, even as a conservative, Roberts was at least kind of the voice of reason. Um, mm-hmm. But he's... He's he's almost rendered pow- completely powerless at this point. He just doesn't have any ability to to dictate terms anymore. Gross. Just uh, any. Ugh. But that's why there's anyway. a federal law to protect women's rights. So that's why they're mm-hmm. working on that in Congress. So, but I just don't know how it's going to get through the Senate. And what really confuses me about this whole situation is that the men that don't want to protect women are the same men that want to go on dates with women, that want to get married with women. 
So I'm just, I guess I'm not understanding this. I'm very confused. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. God, I wish I was a lesbian. <laughs> I just, I can't do it. But I men like to control women. That's how the country yeah. was like oh. built and I mean, what, valued. I mean, it. look at all the movies. You know, they just, mm. you know. True. I don't want to go too far back into into history, but the whole purpose of of marriage in general is a property mm-hmm. ownership. I mean, that's the bottom line is that marriage was not created uh, because it was the love of of two, you know, two people. It was created as property ownership and uh, and creating some form of, of of traceable lineage for property. It, people don't care. People didn't care when they invented marriage as a legal construct because it was a matter of, of love or a matter of um, you know relationship, uh, you know, culminating a relationship. They created it because they needed to know whose property goes to who when someone died, and they needed to know you know whose bills go to who when someone dies, and mm-hmm. that obviously that's carried through the past, you know, thousand years or so of, of formalized marriage. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's never been about what people pretend it's about now, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and that goes in line with what I posted about the term master bedroom. It's actually not a racist thing. It's about who, own, who has the main bedroom in a house. And they were calling it the master, who's usually a man. And I've actually stopped saying master bedroom because I think it's just misogynistic. Why would we say master bedroom and then say second and third bedroom? Why wouldn't we just say first bedroom or main bedroom? Um, But, yeah, that goes in line with that. So I, I, I guess I agree that marriage is more of a, a construct to control, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's I, why I, I, I don't want, I don't, people, women that got married off were children. Like, that's why we were right. child brides. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't want, yeah, pro- progeny was considered just an additional uh, aspect of property at that point. But, I, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, I, I certainly don't want to dissuade people from, from getting married or saying that their, their, their perception of marriage uh, for for legitimate, I guess, legitimate love reasons is in any way taken away from by where it was, what it was designed for, but um, mm. but I do think that people deserve to have an honest perspective about mm. why it was actually created and and how that again how that's impacting us today mm-hmm. and, and how that's impacting the way that that people live and people that may have different ideologies about certain things are kind of forced into these these lanes that have been created for somewhat nefarious purposes. Agreed. Ugh, gross. Um, <laughs> uh, another topic, which is kind of tough to talk about, but we're going to do it. Angelina Jolie recently stated that one thing in her marriage to Brad that always was a bone of contention with her was when he... Um, worked with Harvey Weinstein for a second time. And what I mean a second time is Brad Pitt was dating Gwyneth Paltrow 
back in the, what, 90s, Joe, when she was assaulted in a hotel room by Harvey Weinstein. Gwyneth got scared, ran out of there, and told Brad immediately because that was her fiancé at the time. Then in a movie premiere, Brad went up to Harvey and he's like, hey, how you doing? Listen, if you come near my my girl again, I'm going to kill you. And Harvey was like, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Harvey was so nice to Gwyneth for the rest of the time he ever encountered her. And Brad went on to make some movies, not with Harvey, but they were produced by Harvey and produced by Merrimack, Dimension Films, the Weinstein Company. When he got with Angelina Jolie, she told Brad, hey, back in the day when I worked with Harvey on a movie, he asked me to come into his hotel room and he tried to do this to me. I felt like it was assault. I've never worked with Harvey again and I've told everybody who's ever tried to work with him, don't work with him. Angelina was very vocal. They asked her to to be Katherine Hepburn on The Aviator. And she said, who's it with? Who's it produced by? They said, Harvey Weinstein. She said, fuck you. I'm not working with him ever again. She could have she won her second Oscar playing Katherine Hepburn. She decided not to do it. Or maybe she was Eva Saint. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, she, she told Brad about it. And... I guess Brad still works with Harvey and that pissed her off. And she's like, I can't believe Brad would still work with him and minimize my experience of assault by him working, continuing to work with him. And I know we've all, you know, you, Veronica and I, and Joe and I have talked about why Brad would work with Harvey. He was a means to an end. I get it, but. Knowing me, if I was Angelina, I would have done the same fucking thing. What are your thoughts, Veronica? Yeah, I mean, I would do the same thing, too. I mean, I always liked Angelina and always thought she was too good for Brad so. Ouch. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ouch. Poor Brad. And people I know that know him said he's short with bad skin and smell. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Before we get to Joe, we need to clear this up. Brad Pitt is six one. Or oh, no, he's around there. Bad skin, my Brad, my William Bradley Pitt. He's had Michael Jones. Well, he apparently man. is uh, friends with that. I'm not that scene. I'm uh, Weinstein. Wow. Wow. I. Whew. You're just trying to ruin my Sunday today. You ruined two crushes today. Whoa. Maybe you should analyze yourself why you have bad taste in men. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Joe, there hold me back. There hold me is. back, Joe. Wow. It's on Veronica. now. Whoa. I thought we were good. Wow. Big hit. Hey, Big I don't <laughs> defend people who defend sexual assault. So. Wow. Well, Big technically, hit. Brad. So, Team Angelina. Him. Yeah, Team Angelina, though. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. And it's funny. And I've talked about this before. There was um, a clip on Ellen. I remember watching it live when Ellen, before I knew Ellen was, you know, crazy um, and mean. Jennifer Lopez had just broken up with Casper Smart. She wasn't with um, A Rod yet. 
she didn't even mess with Drake. No, she had just finished messing with Drake. She was on Ellen, and Ellen's like, okay, I'm going to find you a guy. I'm going to put a couple pictures up. She put up Brad Pitt, and Jennifer Lopez goes, nope. And she's like, why not Brad? She's like, nope. I think Veronica might be right that there's, there's a reputation in the inner circle in Hollywood that we don't know about. Because she immediately, she was just like, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I was like, damn, J-Lo. You do Brad like that. She was not having it. And I never forgot that. And, I, and it always made me question, like, what's up with Brad Pitt? And then the whole thing, like, he was an alcoholic. He slapped his kid. Uh, it all came out, like, shortly after that. And I was like, oh, snapple, honey, I tea. So, yeah, sorry. Joe, what are your thoughts on um, all this? I, again, I know we talked about it, but I just wanted to know your, your thoughts on what Angelina said. So I'm uh, I'm of the mindset that again I'm I'm always going to err on the side of I don't know what was actually said or what actually happened, but mm-hmm. uh, if what she's saying is true, which I have no reason to doubt that it is, um, I think that does that 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 is a huge stain on his um, his whatever the perception is of him as a as a. Uh, leading actor, I, I, I mean, it's just you'd, you'd hope that people would, in a, in a situation where he was so adamant about standing up for Gwyneth Paltrow, you would think that he would be equally as adamant about standing up for for Angelina. Um, so I'm, I'm, frankly, I'm surprised that there was such a, 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 a strange flip from how he responded initially, and when you know maybe mm-hmm. it was because he was younger, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that, you know, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make assumptions on why something happened, but um, it just seems to me to be a, a, a really stark contrast from his initial response with Glenn mm-hmm. Paltrow. So I, I, I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to the same thing. You know, everybody knows that Harvey Weinstein was a piece of garbage, um, but in Hollywood, his name was gold. And mm-hmm. before the Me Too movement actually got got under, fully underway, you know, if you wanted to work, you you probably had to, um, you know, and and you could take the risk of not working on certain projects, you know, like Angelina did, and that's uh, that's bold. But I can tell you, you know, it's and it's obvious by looking at the people that have worked on Weinstein projects or for any of his companies that a lot of people didn't have that courage. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that says a lot about, you know, the, the dynamics of power in Hollywood, the dynamics of power in general, um, mm-hmm. where someone like Brad, Pitt, where someone like Brad Pitt didn't feel if, you know, again, if this is true, he didn't feel that he had enough leverage to be able to say, I don't want this project or I don't want to work with this person because they're a scumbag. Mm. In that, in those situations, I, I, I think that that says a lot. I think it says a lot if there, if this, this story is true. And I will say historically, you know, that between the two of them, I know there's some bad blood, but mm. I, I tend to believe that there's there's no value in her coming out with this story now and saying something like that. There's no there's no value in her making a claim like that and making it under false pretenses. 
Yeah, it, it was through um, Quentin Tarantino who continued to work with Harvey. Quentin's yep. um, stance was, I'm not going to deal with him. He is just the money. He's just the, the way that I get to make projects, but I don't like him. I don't hang out with him. That's what Quentin had said. And so he asked Brad, hey, you're not going to deal with Harvey. We're just going to deal with Harvey's money. Will you do this project with me? And I guess Brad was okay with that. The reason, I don't know why Angelina said it. I don't, you're right. I don't know why she brought this up. Hmm. I didn't think about that. I mean, I just thought about the story. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, right? Um, Yeah. Hmm. They're yeah, working exactly on a movie for, for Me Too right now, actually. Yeah. They're, they're working on a what? A movie about the Me Too movement and Weinstein right now. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't know like what actors are involved, but that's like, it's Oof. still a thing now. I don't, I don't think I'd want Harvey Weinstein as a credit. Like, I, I feel bad for the actor who has to pretend to be him. Like, how, how, how do you find humanity? Like, I know actors find some sort of humanity in every role. How do you find humanity in that guy? Good luck. Good luck. Uh, I mean, you, if you see Zach, Zach Efron play, play a okay. serial killer, I mean, you know. <laughs> Listen, that wasn't it Zach Efron playing a serial killer. That was Zach Efron playing Zach Efron, who happened to be playing a serial killer. I'm going to say it. Zach Efron has as much depth as a coffee mug. That acting was kind of bad, and I was literally shocked at how bad it was. There was no nuance. There was no, like, eh, what? No, give that role to somebody with more depth. I, I'm sorry, Zach. Yeah. I know you don't but want then to that be high school be musical anymore. Uh, it was, it was, it was a little bit painful to watch that movie. I'm not going to lie to you, but whatever. Um, any happier, but um, to move on just a little bit. Sorry, I had to sneeze. I didn't want you guys to hear. Um, there was a bride who, thank you, I appreciate it. There was a bride who invoiced the no-shows at her wedding. And at first, the headline, <laughs> I, I, I know it, it's, I know yeah, you're just like, hilarious. But here's the thing. It was a mock invoice. So what she did, story, and then I'm going to give my opinion after. The story was she had a destination wedding last November in Jamaica. She invited 105 people, 101 showed up, four people did a no-show. They did reminder notices with these four people four times. No show, no call, they didn't show up. So they got mad and they decided to mock up some invoices to the tune of 240. They emailed them and they called them to let them know that they were going to be getting and they sent a text message. Um, some of the people apologized. Some of the people wanted to pay the 240. They said, that's not the point. We just wanted to show you and teach you a lesson. 
before we get into my opinion, um, why don't I start with Joe? What was your opinion on all this? Boy, oh boy. Um, to me, it's kind of tacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, first of all, I think it's tacky not to show up to a wedding. However, a destination mm-hmm. wedding, you never know what the reasons are, why four people didn't show up or whatever it is. You, you don't know. Right. Um, right. There could have been legitimate reasons. It could have been they were scared of COVID. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was November last year. This wasn't like before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it's tacky to send an invoice to mm-hmm. somebody, even if you do it as a joke, because, mm-hmm. and I get it, you think it's funny, you think it's entertaining to do this to somebody, but this is what, and the, again, the law of unintended consequences, now you've got this story that's spread all over the internet um, about these people that didn't show up to a wedding, and there's no context to it, there's no depth, it's just basically calling these people out in a way that to me is kind of shameful. They didn't show up to your wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's a personal conversation you need to have with them about why they didn't show mm-hmm. up, but putting, putting them on blast, all, uh, you know, all over the interwebs. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Having planned a wedding and having done a COVID wedding yourself, would you have done this if somebody didn't show up at your wedding that you invited? Well, this is the thing, like for, for my wedding personally, the goal was always to have, initially it was to have a destination wedding. Um, mm-hmm. The goal was always to try to, um, to try to make sure that obviously that we had people there that we wanted there, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is goes, goes without saying, um, but also make, not make it such a, a prohibitive situation that couldn't go. And by prohibitive, I don't just mean financially. Um, you know, in the times mm-hmm. of COVID, there are people that are very uncomfortable with traveling. There are people that are very uncomfortable with getting on a plane, with going into a, mm-hmm. a destination where maybe they have less uh, lax, more lax restrictions and, and less restrictions or no restrictions at all. Um, the, the, the trouble of having to get back into the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. could be a problem if you go to a destination outside the country. So there's a lot of factors that come into play that I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be judgy if someone doesn't show up. Um, am I going to be, you know, am I going to be upset if it's somebody, you know, somebody really important to me, one of my close friends, one of my family members? Oh, sh- sure, of course. I'm going to be upset that they couldn't make it to something that was important to me. But um, I'm going to assume good intentions. They, they yeah. didn't come because there was a legitimate reason. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm certainly not going to put them on blast um, mm-hmm. because they didn't show up or they couldn't show up. That's just... To me, that's just, um, I don't know, you're just, you're, you're looking for your 15 minutes. Agreed. Veronica, what are your thoughts? I mean, I thought it was hilarious because, I mean, that's like the bridezilla story, right? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I felt like they looked bad because weddings by themselves and special receptions are just muddy losses. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You should expect that and you should expect that people won't show up. Because I, I had a pup, like several people drop out last minute because they got sick. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to invoice them because they got sick. But I'm like, I was even if it's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. I mean, weddings are very expensive, or, or can be depending mm-hmm. on how you do it. And there's a cost per head, per person, for food and stuff like that. So, like, I understand that's like really stressful and whatever. But like, you, just, I think when you have a wedding, you have to expect that 
it's going to be a, a mm-hmm. money suck. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also, like, people did do cash bars at weddings, and I don't like that either. I mean, we had an open bar, even though I was like, it's more expensive, but I'm like, I want to have fun, you know. I don't want to. Right. And I want my my friends and family to have fun. And I As feel like it's like a sort of, like, business or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I wish I wish I was I wish I was at that wedding. It was so much fun. <laughs> like even the people that were working the event, they're like, "This is the most fun wedding." Aww. Because the energy is good because should. we had day, we also had daycare for our friends. Like for, yeah, you know, because a lot of people are like, "Oh, you can't bring children or whatever." I'm like, "Well, I don't mm-hmm. want you not to come because of your kids." So we had daycare. Like we just provide all things so people could have fun. Nice. And it was really nice because one of the people that we offered it to ended up paying for the babysitter because they, and you know, paying for everybody got the babysitter. So we didn't, we didn't have to pay for the babysitter. So we were willing to do it because, you know, they're friends. So. That's nice. But Hi, I guess if you're yeah. spending, you know, Wedding. If, if, <laughs> if you're spending, you know, if you're spending the kind of money that it, that it costs to have, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. wedding where you have open bar, where you have, you know, child care and, and you have and if let's say it's a destination wedding where it's, it's probably not going to be a cheap um, a cheap mm-hmm. wedding to begin with I don't know that I'm nickel and diming over a couple hundred bucks that I'm spending per head mm-hmm. you know? I, exactly. I don't know because each one of those persons you know each one of those people that doesn't show up what is it you know 200 250 maybe 300 depending on you know what what it is what you know what kind of uh, setup you have at your wedding you know, you're, you're probably mm-hmm. not paying more than two or three hundred dollars a head. So for each one of those people that may have their own valid reasons, I don't know if I'm if I'm nickel and diming people on that stuff and just saying well, it's cost me a couple hundred on my you know the hundred thousand dollar wedding. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was two forty per person that they sent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty average. Oh. Like mm-hmm. it's usually like a couple hundred per head. Yeah. My I mean, thing is, as the only single person here, I'm not going to your destination wedding. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm single. It depends that on the destination. I have to. Exactly. I have to pay for what? No, please, no. I have to pay for my flight, my hotel. I'm sure that there's a discount because I'm going for your destination wedding. But then on top of that, I have to pay for your gift. I have to pay for new clothes. I get my hair done. I get my nails done. No, I'm sorry. Um, maybe they really weren't your friends to begin with. Maybe you're a bitch for having a destination wedding during COVID, and maybe what you should have done is invited, I don't know, 20 people, your, your close family and friends, to the destination and then had a return back home in the States for people to come to. But instead, you wanted to have your day. Which is fine. I mean, a wedding is your day. But being a single person, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. That's a lot. That's a lot of money to be spending. And I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. Time's a tough. You're not. I don't need no. But you're not going, right? Right, right. You're not sending, you're not sending a response, an RSVP saying that you are. I right. would definitely send an because you get saying, like, no okay, thank you. They give you a deadline where you can cancel, you know what I mean? Right. Before it's like right. locked in with the vendor that you have to pay it. And who's to say these people didn't send an RSVP and these people are lying? Because they could be lying. Let's just put it out there. 
I would definitely say no. Sorry, didn't get the day off of work. Sorry, couldn't get it off work. Sure, I'd lie again, but um, I'm not going to a destination wedding. Sorry. You're lucky I'm going to a local wedding. Um, I just, I Joe, feel when like did you people... get married? Where did I get married? I yeah, got married when? at, um, oh, when? December. Mm-hmm. No, where? Mm-hmm. Oh, where? I got married at uh, Joseph's Trattoria in, uh, in, in, in my town. Nice. They had a little so private it wasn't a destination wedding then. No, 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 and that was that was the plan the whole time. And then we're like, you know, when is this going to happen, and how are we going to pull it mm-hmm. off with all the stuff that's going on? And we're like, let's just let's just go do it and and have a special day for us, and and make sure that you know we have the people that that can make it and that are mm-hmm. really really you know important. Um, you know, unfortunately, my parents couldn't come up for it, which we had to put them on Zoom, which was still, you know, Aww. it was still special to have them to have them there on Zoom. Yeah. My sister was on Zoom, but my brother and my nephew made it from, you know, from the from the coast, and um, my son was there. So, I, you know, and, you know, my wife's parents were there. Her daughter. It was it was very small, which I mm-hmm. would prefer anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't. I didn't have, uh, you know, my group of friends and and um, you know anyone that that would have been, you know, on a normal invite list. Um, I didn't have them there, but it worked out. I mean, it was. It was to me. It was what it was supposed to be, which is a kind of an intimate moment, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and that and that's what's the most important part about it to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, it worked out. For, it worked out for me. I I, I don't have any complaints. And I want my wedding to be small too, like maybe like 25 people. Um, and then I want to have a bigger reception because I feel like that ceremony is a little bit more intimate. Um, but the reception, yeah, party with me. Come on, have a big bash. But yeah. We're, we're, planning, I, we're planning to do that too. That is something that we are planning to do. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, then Delta shows up and puts the kibosh yeah. on for a little bit. And then oh, there's good. another variant yeah. out there after Delta, so yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I was jealous um, that people were getting married during pandemic because then, like you know, there are people I did want to invite to the wedding, but <laughs> 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 it would have been nice to be like, oh, sorry, safety reasons. <laughs> See, and this is, I never understood that. Why can't you just say no? Why can't you just say like, no, mom, I'm not in. I'm not inviting Aunt Linda, who I've never seen. I know she's your friend, but I've never seen her. So, no, I'm not inviting her. My bitch ass would say that. Mom, you've not even invited. You acting up. You acting real out of pocket. You ain't paying for shit. You ain't invited. What? See, I'm a bitch. This is why I'm single. Um, (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Asian and Latino families do not work that way. Families like baby invited cousin Ray Ray who they haven't seen since they were 12 years old, but Cousin Ray Ray come in with all his children, and then all his children's children, and then Bebe's kids come in, and it's like, I haven't seen you in a minute, but why are you coming? Oh, your mama invited me. Bitch. Always the way it is. Damn. Anyway. Um, final serious topic before we get into some... My favorite thing. Um, 
OnlyFans. OnlyFans reversed their decision during our hiatus to, um, at first, content, or not say for work, sorry, uh, content, because they pay creators all of this money, right? They can't, they couldn't handle the cash flow. So they asked banks to step in to help them manage the money. The bank said, well, we'll help you manage this money, but you need to take that not safe at work, uh, not safe for work content off your website. And they're like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. That's how we made our bread and butter. And they're like, if you don't do it, we're not going to help you anymore. So like, oh, okay, fine. We're going to have to be in it. And then the peer pressure and the public outcry for sex workers and the three of us had talked about it through text thing was I felt bad for sex workers, especially trans sex workers who during the pandemic felt comfortable enough to do their sex work on OnlyFans, get paid safely, go to bed safe. What are they going to do now? If they reverse the decision, what they're going to do. So then because of the public outcry and everything like that, the banks went back and said, you know what? Um, yeah, we, we, we can't. Yeah. Do your thing, OnlyFans. And OnlyFans said, great, we can do our thing still. And you're going to still help us with our banking? Yep. Okay, great. So I think a lot of people thought that OnlyFans sold them out. And OnlyFans was the ones that were dictating and wasn't fighting for sex workers. That's not the case. Um, what... I mean, I know what your reactions were, but uh, Veronica, what was your, what are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah, I mean, you can't, OnlyFans would not exist anymore if they got rid of that. Yeah. So, so I'm glad, yeah. that, but you know, but again, banks, they were worried about their image and I think it helped out. The they were. Outside of it. Yeah. Realize that if they helped them, it wouldn't hurt their image. Right. And I love that non-sex workers like all of us, except for Joe, um, really stood up and said something. Um, yeah, Joe's got a pass. He used to dance in a gay club, and let's not even talk about what he did to get some tips. Um, or Wait, what? The video? <laughs> I did? Oh, uh, yeah, he, he likes to pretend. That? Yeah, yeah. Your car, Joe, by the way. Um, Damn, I'd have a way better car. <laughs> he's, he's so conceited. Listen, man, he's like, yeah, if I was a hooker, I'd have a way better car because the money would be he's rolling like, I in, would, I would get them tips. <laughs> <laughs> he would give them a tip, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, OnlyFans was not for me, but I support other people who want to do it. Exactly. Like, I wanted it, like... A version of OnlyFans where I got paid to put on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Only clothes. Only clothes. We'll call it that. Exactly. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts on this? Um, you know, this is capitalism at its finest. I know I always say that, mm. but um, the bottom line is, you know, you're taking money out of people's pockets. You're and you're doing it for, you know, for whatever, I don't even know what the justification was for it, but, you know, people have a legitimate right to earn a living and whatever way mm-hmm. they see fit. And 
honestly, mm-hmm. I'm 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 shocked. I shouldn't be shocked, you know, at, at at my age and at the time that I've you know spent analyzing American culture, why we're so puritanical about everything. Mm-hmm. Like people are scared. People are like scared of boobs still. Um, you know, in 2021, it, it's just oh, breastfeeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just boobs in general. Yeah, like 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 any kind of nudity is taboo still. Uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things where our culture is just so puritanical and how we, you know, how we how we do things and and mm-hmm. you know when 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 you look at the the decision on its face, I don't know what justification OnlyFans you know could legitimately come up with to say, uh, you know, this is a this is a legitimate industry and. People are, are, are earning a living and, you know, I want to take them off because I'm not comfortable with it. I mean, it's so funny what people pick as, as their, whatever their taboo issue is. I don't know. It's just frustrating because I think people should be able to just live their lives however they want. I think it's, I don't think it's puritanical. I think it's hypocritical because the bank and all these people that are so incessant and and just so, oh, my gosh, sex and nudity are the same people that go. You don't think those bankers have OnlyFans pages and they're, they're buying subscriptions and whatnot? And some of them are probably doing neck-to-torso to accounts? Come on. Come on. Like, I think our country is so hypocritical. We want to ban abortions, but we want to have a ton of sex. We want to ban sex workers, but we want to pay for sex worker on the side. It's just so weird. I, I think our, our society is just so fucking hypocritical. And what's sad, this is the best country that we could live in for being a black trans woman, for being an Asian woman, for being a biracial man. We go somewhere else and it's going to be 10 times worse. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway. Well, and yeah, that's, that's, that goes without saying that that's, that's kind of the gift and the curse of, of America mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of, we have a ton of freedoms and mm-hmm. that not everyone has the same equal access to them. We have a, you know, a ton of, of opportunity. Not everyone has equal access to it. And that's just, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're always pushing for. That's what we're always, I know, at least, you know, amongst, amongst this group of, of Americans, we're, we're always talking mm-hmm. about how we can advocate for people, but, um, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's the sad part about America in general is that there's, there's so much greatness and then doesn't necessarily apply to everybody. Nope. And just at least for the can. record, um, I just want to make this clear. I'm probably going to marry the owner of OnlyFans, Tim Stokely. So I would appreciate, because there's a rumor out there, I would appreciate if people would stop sending him death threats. Um, he was advocating hey, to, to the bank. Oh, Jason, he's just a crush. I don't think I'm going to actually marry him. He's like my number one crush. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. But, Tim is, like, who I end up with, who I'm going to, like, adopt three kids, maybe four, um, live on the English countryside with. Um, So (laughs) I want people to stop sending him death threats because I think that that's what they're doing. I heard a rumor that they were. So can you stop because he's going to be 
the father of my unadopted kids. So thank you. Um, yeah. So let's move on to my favorite topic, movie and I'm TV I'm really curious reviews. to know what your vision board looks like. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. I keep changing husbands, <laughs> girl. Random, <laughs> specific thing. <laughs> I keep changing who I want to be my, my husband. Shut up, Joe. I heard that. You're I heard that. Board it's like one it's board. Like, it's, it's a giant wall. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it's a folder on my Google Drive. So that's easily deleting files of who my vision husband will be. Right now, Tim's in there. Whatever. It could change. Don't judge me. Anyways. It's a, bill, it's um, a billboard. <laughs> you know what? You're not invited to my future wedding. You did that on your own. See? You made me do that. Well, def- You're not invited. It's a destination. I wouldn't go anyway. No. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Anyways. <laughs> um, but I can't your wedding him. So anyways... Um, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> Listen, I'm a planner. Okay? I'm a planner. I haven't bought it, but it's in the vision folder. Yes, it's a folder. And it's many pictures deep. Anyways. Um, I did bring this up, and I know that you guys haven't, but I saw Shang-Chi. And the Ten Rings. And I freaking loved it. I immediately walked out of the movie with my nephew and I'm like, I could see that movie again. It was so good. It was, I was so impressed with Tony. Um, I, I couldn't believe, the man is almost 60. And he was just gliding and fighting. Like he was just like, 20-something. I was like, wow. He's, he's a legend. Like, all his movies I are could not, gold. How am I been around forever. just discovering this man? He is amazing. You have so to see his movies. So good. Wow. Um, like, I'm mainly and Michelle, going to the movie for him and Michelle Yao. The only reason I'm going oh, to Oh, I loved her. She, she wasn't as big of a role as I thought she was going to be, but she was still pretty prominent. Um... I I even liked Aquafina. I thought she was hilarious. I I don't know. I just, I really liked the movie, and I want to see it again. I'm not going to lie to you. No, so I heard good. it was really good. I cannot wait to see it, but I just don't feel safe going to theaters still, so I'm going to wait till streaming. Oh, you yeah. know, I know it really should before, be on a big screen. Before we get to the, the other stuff, so I had bought seats 9 and 10, right? And... I sat down. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I have this thing. Every time a movie starts, right before the movie starts, even if I haven't consumed anything an hour before, I have to go pee. Like, I literally have to go pee before every single movie. So I went to go pee. I came back. Someone was sitting in seats 11 and 12, right next to me. And I'm like, ugh, I can't, ugh. So I had to sit. Yeah, they've been packing the theater. Next to my nephew. Like normal. No, I I don't feel comfortable. If this continues, I'm not going to theaters anymore. I (laughs) felt so uncomfortable. Like, why are you, first of all, you can pick your seat. Why would you pick two seats right next to somebody 
when it's COVID, when there's a whole theater that's empty, why would you pick two seats right next to somebody? Uh, and they didn't have masks on the whole time they were sitting down. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to move. It was so annoying. Anyway. Um, so I saw Shang-Chi. I've seen all of the Candyman movies. And by far, no, the, the new one is number one to me. This, the first one is number two. Uh, the second one was terrible. So I'm going to say the third one was number three, and then the second one was number four. Um, the new movie ties in all of the three movies together, and it continues the legacy. It was really, really, really good. Gory and gross, but really good. Um, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I also saw Cruella, um, which was very confusing. It didn't line up with 101 and 102 Dalmatians. Like, it explained who she is and why she's evil and stuff, but it didn't really explain why she hates Dalmatians. So I'm not sure what the point of the movie was. Because <laughs> at the end of like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they're doing the Cruella too, so you can figure it out. Right, but is is she going to suddenly develop a hatred? And like, I don't get it. I'm confused. I don't want to give anything away, but I'm just so confused by it. And it was a little bit soap opera-ish, what happened in the movie. Uh, I'll give it a three. Um, but I was very confused by it. Um, what other movies did I see? Uh, I think that's the, I think that's it. Um, I watched a lot of TV series. I started watching, um, and I finished 9-11 One Day in America series about 9-11 but it wasn't about the plane so much as it was about the people on the ground and the heroes we didn't, we never even knew about. Like the security guard of the Twin Towers who went back in with his security team and never came out but saved 2,000 people. Like the civilian who worked in the building who saved 70 people, but him and four other pe- three other people lost their lives saving more people. Um, I was crying throughout the whole thing. The one part that stuck out to me that was just, I I was a hot mess. This one firefighter was helping this lady. I don't even remember his name. He was helping this lady. He was like, calm down, you're going to be fine. And then he prayed next to her and he was like, God, keep her safe. And as he walked away, she was safely in the ambulance. He gets a call from his brother-in-law have you heard from your sister? And he's like, my sister? Why would I hear from her? You're her husband. He's like, she was in the plane from Boston. And he's like, what? So here he is giving comfort to this woman while his sister and her plane just hit the side of the building where he's at. So that that one just broke me because it's like, what are the chances 
And something I didn't know, that first plane was supposed to go straight to the Capitol building. Um, the four men that overtook the terrorists decided to hit the uh, Twin Towers and not go to the Capitol building. So that was something I didn't know. Um, just so, It was crazy. It was just so crazy. Um, still people are missing. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was tough to watch. Um, and then I got into my true crime fix. Um, I'm watching this show called My True Crime Story. It's about a lot of these low-level druggies, or just druggies, drug dealers who um, tell their story. Some are cautionary tales. Some didn't end so well. Um, this other series called Infamy, which is about um, basically Black Hollywood and some of the murders and that happened there. Um, my other show is on ABC called Superstar. It told about the death of Whitney Houston, Kobe Bryant, John Ritter, and also Richard Pryor. And I don't, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get me to talk about American Horror Story and America, American Horror Story. I'm not happy. Let's just say that. I'm not happy. But that's all I got. No, I'm not happy at all. But that's all I got. What did you guys watch, Joe? Start with you. Um, I too watched Cruella. It was uh, it was Maleficent uh, dressed up as 101 Dalmatians, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maleficent I, was bad. You know, I, oh, I, I I liked Maleficent. I thought it was good. I, mm-hmm. I I didn't mind Cruella. I thought there was some mm-hmm. some some good qualities to it. Um, I wasn't confused, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see where they go with this in the, yep. the sequel that she just she just signed on for. Um, yeah, partly because they, they, I feel like they did a decent job of making her a somewhat endearing character mm-hmm. and that she wasn't, she wasn't the true baddie that, you know, that uh, is portrayed in the, in the original, mm-hmm. uh, cartoon mm-hmm. version uh, or anima- animated version, I should say. Um, but you know, it was, it was, uh, I thought it was a, a, an interesting take on it because I don't know where they go with this now that, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but wherever the ending left us. I don't know where they go with it. How, mm-hmm. how does she progress into the same character? I don't That's know. I, don't, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait That's and what see. I'm saying. Like, with that ending, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, what? Yeah, I, don't I don't get I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't know. <laughs> at least not, at least not yeah. I'm interested in the sequel. Um, I've watched, I started watching Clickbait. Um, haven't, okay. I haven't gotten through that. Um, I also plan on starting the the new um, Marvel series on uh, on Disney Plus. What if? No, uh, I'm excited about that. No, 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 no. no. It? All right, good. no, it looks weird. Yeah, it's Marvel. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Uh, um, I also. What did I see in the movies? Oh, so I'm gonna I'm totally spo- uh, spoiled Veronica's attempt ever to go to the movies ever again. Um, I went to the movies and yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too much about the movie itself, but uh, I went to the movies with my wife and my and my stepdaughter, and we went to um, 
gosh, I can't remember that's how memorable it was. Um, but we, when we went to the movies, like you said, the things, people have returned and with mm-hmm. people returning, you run, you run into the inevitable, you know, the, all the talking and stuff like that. Like, just, mm-hmm. like once the movie starts, that's what, that's where you shut up. I don't care if you talk before, mm-hmm. but once, once it starts, you need, you need to stop talking. Um, so right. oh, it was Jungle Cruise. Um, oh, good, good so, movie. Good movie. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. There was a guy sitting like there was a seat in between, and then a guy sitting like two. So technically, two seats over. And this this dude was hacking up a lung. <gasps> now, if I had no, <laughs> if I had, I would have just left. Yeah, if I hadn't had COVID already and had my 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 boost or my or my two shots and planning on getting a booster, I probably would have literally called the Board of Health, uh, maybe CDC, I don't know who, but this guy, he left. Mm-hmm. He left fairly early in the movie So I, because I was, I was at that point where I'm like, I'm not going to sit next to this dude who's hacking up. This mm-hmm. guy's got COVID, like right now. Mm-hmm. He's literally mm-hmm. got it right now. And I was like, <clears throat> all right. I, I, yeah, I was freaking out a little bit. And I don't, I'm not like easily freaked out about it, but this dude was mm-hmm. hacking up along and it was making me did nuts. Did somebody tell so, him to uh, leave or did he leave on his own accord? No, no, he left on his own accord. Oh, weird. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was bored with the movie or whatever. I'm just happy he left. Mm-hmm. So I'm, now I am hesitant yeah. about going back to the movies. Yeah, thankful that it was my wife or my stepdaughter sitting where I was sitting because then I would have definitely said something and I would That's have gotten up. I mean, I, I have a little bit more tolerance, I guess, when it comes to my own personal safety. <laughs> um, and I was that, thinking that that's about if, it. if I sat in that seat, I was going to start pretending to cough so that they would move. I literally was thinking that. Just letting you know. Not a bad idea. Because I'm that asshole. Um. Okay, okay. Veronica, did you see anything? Um, so I started watching The Chair because I love Sandra Oh and we'll watch anything that she's in because she's like my role model and I want to be her. Um, Aww. So it's a really good show, really good writing, amazing cast. It's got like Bob Baladan and like, I forgot her name, but from um, uh, Legally Blonde. Um, mm-hmm. the, like the role model. Jennifer Coolidge? No, the role model female oh. t- uh, professor. Uh, the, the one that looks oh, like Victor Garber. But then, no, no, female. I forgot her name, but she's amazing, and I love her and everything she does too. Oh. Um, just blanking on her name mm-hmm. right now. But I mean, the only me thing with the chair that bothers me is like, it's about you know an Asian American professor, the first you know POC mm-hmm. chair of this like prestigious university, and I was I love all the parts where it's like her trying to navigate that academic world. Um, really mm-hmm. brings you like back to college and whatever, but um. They had this like Duplass, one of Duplass brothers in it, and he like supposed to care about her, but it's like a white dude always fucking up and like risking her her role at the university. Mm-hmm. That part I don't like, you know. Mm-hmm. Now a woman's trying to get ahead, and a white man holding her back, even though he says he loves her, which is so toxic. Mm-hmm. Or like he doesn't say he loves her, but like does things to like indicate that he really does like has, you know. Romantic interesting, but yeah, that's only my problem with the chair. It's problematic in that sense, but when it just mm-hmm. when it gets to do like her acting and her the writing and talking about academia, I really love it. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll check that oh. out. Definitely, oh, definitely check to... it out. Um, oh, yeah, what was that? I, I forgot to mention, Joe, manifest that renewed for season four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Netflix, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I sent Joe the article. I'm like, Joe, your show got renewed. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> Embarrassing. That's hilarious. They should be ashamed That's of themselves. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't into that show. I tried it because my friend was like, Joe watched all three scenes. seasons of Veronica and he hated no, it. No, I refused. Painful. I could not get through it. No, I couldn't <laughs> get past the pilot. Oh. <laughs> it's hilarious. I was laughing so hard when I saw and people are like, oh my God, this show is so amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they it. did a That's whole like, campaign. Yes, there was a whole campaign to save it. Hilarious. Oh my Some God. Sad crying people laughing. out there. Yeah, well, they need to say for life because that's actually a good show. So, with my other, I he's like my backup husband, Nicholas Panak. He's my backup husband, but it's a really good show, though. Okay. Um, Eva Mendez moment. What have you guys got, Joe? We'll start with you. Well, I'm gonna be really, really tacky about my Eva Mendez moment. It's um, Fine. it's. It's happened. It's still happening right now as we speak. Coming back Aww. a month Aww. month away. I I will tell you my Sundays have been have, have been devoid of of excitement mm-hmm. as a result of not having the show. I I really enjoy being here and chatting. Um and and I'm so excited that Veronica's with us now. And um, a month is too long. I, I just it's unacceptable. <laughs> I texted Joe like a couple of days after we took our break. I'm like, I missed you. He's like, you could have caught me. Like, you didn't have to miss me. And I'm like, I know, but still. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's sweet. That's, that's not tacky. Thank you. And, oh, you can be sweet sometimes, guys. Um, Veronica, okay. your your moment? Um, well, I had a scare uh, last couple months, but I, I just finally got okay. the results, and I appear to be cancer-free, so I'm very happy about that. Yay. So happy, grateful um, to be alive and help relatively healthy, <laughs> and especially, you know, having friends with or family friends with terminal cancer, just mm-hmm. really appreciate life, and life is short, so... Yeah. Please take your vaccine and get your screenings and be a good person. Mm-hmm. Life is too short for this nonsense that we're dealing with. Wash your hands, wash your ass, wear a mask. That's it. <laughs> yeah, don't be like weird. Do. It's very easy. Yeah, don't be like weird celebrities and bathe, please. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I wish this what? is like a pandemic in, in itself. My ex, Jake Gyllenhaal, does not bathe every day. That is why we broke up, literally. Um, Damn, he, he looks like he doesn't, so I'm not surprised. I mean, oh, he is I saw a Spider-Man far from yeah. home. Not, not yeah. happy about that. Far from a bar of soap. Like, really. I could not believe Mmm. Mmm. I know there's some essential oils that are supposed to be in your hair, but gosh. Just like Shailene Woodley has never made it uh issue that she doesn't bathe regularly when she's on screen I feel like I can smell her and it's not pretty guys 
It's not pretty. <laughs> well, I'm glad to say that. The rock bathes three times a day, so or showers three times a day, so I actually only shower once, but um yeah. Once a day. At night. It's like a relaxing type of ritual for me. But to not bathe at all for a few days? You're just living in your funk? Gross. Like, I'm good. Um, my Eva Mendez moment was my sisters and I bonded when we went to the Alanis Morissette. Garbage was amazing. And it was so, and I kept saying to my sisters, I can't believe I grew up watching them on TRL and they're in front of us calling us fucking weirdos. This is amazing. I love Shirley Manson. Um, she kept saying that for some reason. She's like, oh, my God, you guys are a bunch of fucking weirdos. And I'm like, is this a thing? Is she going to keep calling us? She did. She kept calling us fucking weirdos. Alanis herself lip sank a couple of songs that were on the big screen, which was kind of strange. Um, but then she sang some songs. But we actually had to leave before the show ended because the people in front of us, uh, two seats in front of us, two rows in front of us kept standing up and it was just weird for us to like look at a monitor instead of just seeing it and we didn't need to see the shaking asses that we we saw so we just kind of left. Um, but the whole, you know, picking each other up and going to the restaurant to eat and talking, we hadn't done that in, since we were kids, just the three of us. And it felt so good, and it was such a bonding moment. And then when the whole Texas abortion bill came out, I texted them that although I, I can never bear children, they had my support, and that bonded us even more. It was just that was the whole that whole experience with them from two Saturdays ago until this Saturday was my Eva Mendez moment. It just yeah, they're they're pretty cool. So. Um, before we go, shout out. So I want to give a shout out to Kara Cunningham. And if you don't know Kara, she is formerly Chris Croker, who came out as trans. And welcome to the sisterhood, bitch. Like, <laughs> Kara has these bomb-ass wigs that look like real hair, and I'm so jelly. But, um, yeah, I'm so proud of Kara for coming out and just trying to show support. Um, Veronica, do, who do you, would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, first of all, to Emmy and Joe for letting me join the season. It's like I, I miss talking to you all every week. Um, so I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. And then I definitely want to shout out to all the organizers, um, mm-hmm. you know, helping women uh, get their reproductive rights like uh, Texas mm-hmm. Equal Access Fund. If you have money to spare, definitely help them out because they could definitely use it. Mm-hmm. Good one. And we're going to end with Joseph. Who would you like to give a shout-out to? Um, I would like to give a shout-out to you both as well. Um, but also, um, yes, yes, thanks. Thanks for having me as well. Um mm-hmm. And also, I would like to give a shout out to all the um, the people struggling down in the Gulf Coast, 
who just mm-hmm. had to deal with a ridiculous hurricane yet again. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're praying for their safety and hope that, um, you know, that they again have to go through the recovery process, but uh, come back stronger. Like, can you imagine having to rebuild, getting there, and then having to rebuild again? Like, fuck. Yeah. I just can't even imagine cool. rebuilding your life twice. I can't even imagine. Ugh. Anyway, thank you both for joining me. Love you. Miss you. Well, still love you. Uh, sometimes show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> depends on you the You love him most no, of all. Eh, you don't have any proof of that. You have no proof. Um, I have a couple. So glad you guys joined me. And, um, yeah, we're going to do this. And thank you all for listening to us. We hope you have a good Sunday, and we will talk to you next Sunday. Bye, everyone. Welcome back. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.